Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's Saturday, the 2nd of September. I'm Kira Revens, and this was a week that saw travel chaos hit holidaymakers Suella back to stop the boat, Rishi do a micro reshuffle, and World Cup rounds in Spain. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet... <sighs> Get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. It's news, but not the news. Bank Holiday Monday travel was even more chaotic than usual as a technical issue with the UK's air traffic control system left thousands stranded as they rushed to get back from holidays. Travel journalist Simon Calder was on the ground when it all went down. Frankly, this is the last thing anybody needs. From the messages I am receiving from people in airlines, we have seen effectively the entire system shutting down. National Air Traffic Services say they managed to find and fix the problem within a few hours, but the issue, which involved filing flight plans, had huge knock-on effects. It appears that there was some kind of data entry issue at the root of the problem, and Prime Minister Rishi Sunak says he understands the frustration, but his team are all over it. The Transport Secretary is in constant dialogue with all the industry participants. He'll be talking to airlines specifically and making sure that they support passengers to get home as quickly as possible, and passengers obviously have rights with regard to accommodation and alternative flights and making sure that airlines honour those obligations. Let's check in with Transport Secretary Mark Harper then. Mark? It was a technical issue with their flight planning system. The experts that look at these things have told me that it was not a cybersecurity incident, uh, but we'll look at it in great detail to see what happened, uh, what we can do to reduce the chances of it happening again, and whether there are any further things that can be put in place to reduce this sort of issue. Things weren't quite so calm at the various airports where delayed passengers from the 790 flights that were cancelled are still trying to find ways to get back home. The splendidly named Marco McCool was stranded in Las Palmas and is trying to make his way back to Edinburgh. I was told that there wouldn't be any, any flights leaving at the moment. If we were to get a flight, then it would be next week. Or we could do some transfers in other countries, but it's averaging out around about 37, 42 hours and we'll just get back home. Suella Braverman was back from her summer holidays on Bank Holiday Monday and she had a whole host of new policy ideas after her break. Firstly, the Home Secretary is proposing that police should now investigate every crime. I'm pretty sure we all thought that was already their job. But speaking to the BBC, Suella says there's no room for excuses and was busy claiming credit for the improved recruitment and police. I'm saying that in far too many instances, uh, the police have dismissed many, many crimes as minor. And I'm saying that that has to change. So no longer must those crimes be dismissed as a waste of police time. She's also back on the Stop the Small Boats crusade and despite a summer of chaos around the BB Stockholm barge docked in Dorset, she's determined to continue with her plans to cut migration numbers. She's refusing to rule out mass electronic tagging for migrants, an idea condemned by refugee charities as treating human beings as mere objects. Labour's Shadow Employment Secretary Justin Matters says it's a terrible idea. Well, the only people you tag are, are criminals, so if there's a problem with people absconding 
something. This is the first I've heard about it. And clearly the solution to that is actually to get on and process the asylum applications. She's waiting on the Supreme Court's decision on her Rwanda scheme, but clearly she's not had a change of heart on the European Court of Human Rights either. If we're thwarted in the courts uh, because of the ECHR, if we're thwarted in Strasbourg, we will do whatever it takes. The Prime Minister has been adamant about that. There must be no stone left unturned. As Russia's war continues in Ukraine, a new report from UNICEF this week says over 1,300 schools have been totally destroyed and others badly damaged since 2022. That has meant that only one-third of Ukrainian school-aged children are actually attending school in Ukraine, while those who fled overseas have struggled to find education because of language barriers and overcrowded classrooms. Meanwhile, Russia wasn't hanging around when it came to the plane crash that killed Wagner mercenary boss Yevgeny Prigozhkin. Firstly, the investigation was wrapped up in a matter of days and then his funeral was held in a private ceremony. His former boss Vladimir Putin didn't attend the funeral, but they've already published a picture of the headstone. Professor Michael Clark told Sky News the whole thing has moved at remarkable speed. It was a, a closed lid coffin funeral, because very often in Greek Orthodox mm. ceremonies, the coffin lid is open so you can see the, uh, the deceased. And in this case, it was a closed lid. So you can draw from that whatever you like. The funeral didn't stop the endless wave of speculation, though, and Thursday saw a new footage of the leader of the mini-coup emerge, which was filmed in Africa just days before the mysterious crash. It certainly suggests that he was aware of the risks to his life. Right now, it's the second half of August 2023, and I'm in Africa. So for people who like to discuss wiping me out, or my private life, everything's okay. Meanwhile, a British man fighting in Ukraine has been killed. Some new 22 have been serving with Ukrainian forces in the east of the country. It seems that the Ukrainian military are becoming frustrated with both the speed of their offensive and with the international criticism of that offensive. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kulbao had a pretty stark message for those who've been complaining. Criticising the slow pace of uh, counter-offensive equals to spitting into the face of Ukrainian soldier. I would recommend all critics to shut up, come to Ukraine and try to liberate one square centimetre by themselves. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak found himself doing a micro-reshuffle as Defence Secretary Ben Wallace formally submitted his resignation. He'd flagged that it was coming, but the official letter dropped Thursday morning, with Ben planning to invest in the parts of his life he'd neglected. Wallace was seen as a very capable pair of hands in defence at a time of war, but no one seems quite as confident about his replacement, former Energy Secretary Grant Shapps. He seems enthusiastic, though. First of all, I'll, I'll get in the, my feet in the, in the door and... Uh Claire Coutinho steps into the Energy Secretary position. Grant Shapps has had five different cabinet jobs under three different Prime Ministers and Labour's Emily Thornberry wasn't too impressed by his appointment. It really doesn't matter how many new jobs Rishi Sunak gives to his friends. It's still moving the deck chairs. There's still a sinking ship. This country really needs change. Former Chief of General Staff Lord Dallant doesn't sound too optimistic about the prospect of a former photocopier salesman at the head of Britain's military. Now we have a new Defence Secretary who knows very little about defence and it's a complex portfolio. It will take him quite some time to get up to speed. So to come on the Standout 7, it's all kicked off in Spain and the worst people you know have started a podcast. Right after this. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Welcome back. Spain may have won the Women's World Cup, but the celebrations have caused a global embarrassment. There was already a row between the team and the coach over his behaviour. Then the president of the Spanish Football Association kissed player Jenny Hermoso on the lips as she received her medal. The kiss was clearly non-consensual and the player has said she felt vulnerable and like a victim of an assault. Authorities have now opened a formal investigation. The Spanish coaches have quit and Rubiales' mother has begun a hunger strike in support of her son. He's been provisionally suspended by FIFA. A Deputy Prime Minister of Spain, Yolanda Diaz, says they're doing doing all they can to take further action. We presented two complaints as of today and we are directly applying uh, Article 62 to uh, Subsection C, which uh, aims at uh, completely suspending Rubiales. But there's been no sign of the Spanish Football Federation President Rubiales backing down and he's now threatening to sue Jenny Hermoso, the player who was forcibly kissed on TV for lying and defamation. The US women's team and the Lionesses have all chimed in to express their disgust at his behaviour and called for a zero-tolerance approach. England's Ella Toon spoke to BBC Breakfast. Spain were unbelievable throughout the tournament. Uh, they won the World Cup, which should be the main talking point, and yet is overshadowed by something that happened after the game, which isn't acceptable. And the Lionesses all stand by Jenny Hermoso. Irish singer-songwriter Hosier has really carved out his own niche in the world of music. He's laid back, sensitive and a fan favourite. Now he's got a new album out and he's been busy doing interview rounds to promote Unreal on Earth. He spoke to Apple Music's Zane Lowe and says he still finds reading stories about himself weird and it's easy to get lost in the world of publicity and interviews. I find that when I do step back and I have that time to stand away from representations of myself that I can tune in to me again. We've battled through almost four months of a Hollywood writer's strike which saw late night talk shows shut down and then an actor's strike that saw movie sets, podcasts and red carpets on pause. But now I've got some good news, or possibly bad news depending on your love, for middle-aged male TV hosts. Yes, the worst people you know have started a podcast. It's like the pandemic all over again. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, John Oliver, Seth Meyers and Stephen Colbert have zoomed in from their bedrooms for a new limited run podcast for as long as the strike lasts. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fallon. I'm Stephen Colbert. I'm Jimmy Kimmel. I thought when you said Jimmy, you meant me, Jimmy, but you meant Jimmy, Jimmy. I always mean you. Five of us together. Strike Force 5 is the name of our podcast. Subscribe to it now. Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. But Spotify, you You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world.